Welcome to Vicious Talk with Benny P. Episode 80 is going to be our week, week one NFL 2021-22 season. Picks against the spread. Bringing back my good friend and co-host, Connor, Larks, Connor Larson. Welcome, buddy. Hey, thanks, Benny. What's poppin', brother? What's poppin', dude? I am amped for the season. Can't wait to get this underway. This is going to be our first episode of the year for our picks against the spread, something we were very successful at last year. A little fun game between the two of us to see who could have the best record at the end of the year. Also going to feature our DFS lineups that we hit on, what, Connor, 70% of the time last year we were cashing out, something like that. Oh, yeah. Crazy rates. We did really well on on these types of episodes last year. The big difference is we're going to be trying to give you kind of just the quick hits instead of the in-depth analysis. Um, if we're able to get the pod out you know, earlier in the week, maybe we can't consider making the length of the pod a little bit longer. But with us releasing, you know, we're going to try to release this for listening on Sunday morning before the slate of games. So we're going to fly through our matchups here. We'll keep the time running for these teams and we'll um, you know, be able to continue to do our picks against the spread and see how we do again this year yeah like a pair of underwear we're gonna keep it brief <laughs> well, that's what we that's that's what we come here for connor your quick wit your little one-liner <laughs> punches we uh we love that here on vicious talk we're looking forward to this buddy i can't i'm so excited for this this season it's it's awesome to be back into the swing of things yeah, we just wrapped up the divisional preview, so that's why we're coming to uh, the, this these uh, round of picks a little bit later. But uh, the the last of the divisional preview should be going up, so we can get this bad boy done, and then we'll get into swinging things on a weekly basis. Man, I'm just so am. This is awesome, for sure. All right, Connor, let's dive into the first slate of games. The well, the slate of games. First game on the docket here: Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. In Buffalo, the, the Bills are favored by six and a half points. The over/under point total is forty-eight and a half. Any quick hits here with the, with this matchup? Two explosive offenses. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, Pittsburgh had a very strong record, but there were, a lot of people are picking them to be a high regression candidate, uh, dropping down the rankings. A changeover on that defense. It's it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think we're going to get an idea right away of how how legit Pittsburgh is and whether that, that regression is deserved and is Buffalo actually a Super Bowl candidate. Definitely. I, I picked this as one of my best bets as a teaser. I liked teasing Buffalo down to um, one point on a five-and-a-half point teaser. I combined this with San Francisco. Um, and I'm really optimistic about the Bills' chances this year. We talked about how optimistic about I am about them coming to the season on the on the – Divisional preview, um, and I just really like Buffalo. First game with the Bills Mafia back in the stands. That home field advantage, I think, is going to make a big difference here for the Bills in Week 1. We're also, like you said, I think going to see some aggression from Pittsburgh this year. Some notes about the game. Total has gone under in five of Pittsburgh's last six games when playing Buffalo. So the under on 48.5 is pretty intriguing. Pittsburgh is 4-1 and one straight up in its last five games when playing on the road in Buffalo. So that kind of bodes well for the Steelers. But this is a different Steelers team, so I think it's going to be a, a different story here. I like the uh, the Bills to win this game outright. Bills are also 5-0 and one, five and oh straight up on uh, at home over the last five home games. They closed out the year very strong last year in Buffalo. And they are 8-1 straight up over the last nine games straight, uh, just in total. So the Bills were excellent last year. They're going to have to keep, keep it rolling again this season. I like the Bills against the Steelers in this first matchup. It's interesting because I'm I'm less down on the Steelers as everybody else. You know, they suffered a lot of injury last year. I know they lost Bud Dupree, but they also, uh, you know, they 
just inked TJ Watt to a huge extension. And he, he might be one of the best NFL defensive players in the league. And he's the highest paid one. Uh, additionally, you know, th- their run game last year was absolutely putrid in behind that offensive line. They go ahead and they bring in Najee Harris. And I think this guy best running back in the draft. And I think he's going to be absolutely explosive. He, he can catch the ball as well. So I think they're going to see some improvements there. I don't. I I, I do right. like the Bills. They're still my Super Bowl contender. Uh, I I lean the Bills on this one, but I just I don't think it's going to be as absolute of a lock. And I'm not as down on the Steelers. I just wanted to throw that out there. All right, let's roll into the next matchup. Trying to fly through some of these. Let's go to the next one. The New York Jets facing off against the Carolina Panthers in Week One in Carolina. Panthers are favored by three and a half points. The over under point total forty five and a half. Any initial thoughts here with this matchup? This is a this is a tough one to predict. You know, we have Sam Darnold going against his old team in a, in a revenge game, and then you have a, a brand new quarterback on the other side of the ball with Zach Wilson. Uh, we talked about some of the possible downsides of the Jets, so I, I am going to take Carolina in this one. I think that offense is a lot more explosive when you're talking about Roby Anderson and DJ Moore, as well as the new rookie Terrace Marshall. They also get um, obviously one of the top three running backs in the league back this year with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I like the analysis there. I think Carolina um, is a feisty team this season, and. Sam Donald's going to make or break their 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 potential. Yeah. Um, and really, in this matchup specifically, we're talking about two new quarterbacks and new systems. Obviously, Wilson, the rookie, Donald coming from New York, was possibly one of the worst, if not the worst, quarterbacks in the NFL last year. We'll have to see if the Adam Gase effect is real. We saw Tannehill succeed after leaving New York. I mean, after um, leaving Miami, and Adam Gase did something very similar to Donald. Really, just torpedoed his career. He's going to try to revitalize that in Carolina. We'll have to see in Week One. If he takes a step in the right direction. Some notes about the over-unders in this game. I actually have this game as part of a three-leg parlay on the unders. I mean, in games involving rookie quarterbacks. And so I'm going under on this one. Part of my three-game parlay. Under 45 and a half. Some notes about that. The total has gone under in five of the Jets' last seven games on the road. Total has gone under on four of the Jets' last six games overall. Carolina is four and two against the spread in its last six games. And the total has gone under in four of Carolina's last six games at home. All things kind of steering towards that. I have a lot of data up on our in my article of the best bets on just kind of trends you see in rookie quarterbacks starting in week one. Take a look at that if you're more interested. I'm picking here in terms of the three and a half point spread. I'm taking I'm taking Carolina. Nice. Yeah, I think we're, we're we're aligned on that one as well. All right. Next matchup: Jacksonville at Houston. The, the uh, Jaguars are favored by three points. Houston plus three at home in the opening week one matchup. The over-under point till is 45 and a half. You going with the Jags or the, the Texans here? I mean, was that was that offseason just not horrendous for the, for the Houston Texans? They decimated an already very bad team. Uh, and the Jags obviously made some improvements in their offseason signings. The wide receiver position and, and most notably with Trevor Lawrence. So for me, this is a pretty easy one. I'm leaning on the Jags. Yeah, I like I like the opportunity here for the Jags to hit, start their season season off right. I think that there um, a lot of data shows that you know when rookie quarterbacks in their first week, especially rookie quarterbacks selected first overall in their first week, uh, tend to do well against opposing defenses that are well below average. And you know Houston probably has one of the worst, if not the worst, defenses in the NFL. 
and Jacksonville comes in with the rookie quarterback. The rookie quarterbacks have done well against these types of defense in the past. So I, I like the I like the over on this. 45 and a half is the over under point total. Part of that three-leg teaser talked about in the last game. I'm taking the over in this matchup with Jacksonville and Houston. I think both these defenses are just so bad. I like the opportunity for points in this one. Also, you know, Houston, they have they're playing at home in a dome. Probably limited to no crowd noise, considering Houston's offseason was just this horrendous. And um, I like a lot of the, the trends for the rookie quarterbacks in this first game. Love it. Okay. Next map. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't get my pick. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna take the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Based on your right. commentary, I think it was assumed. <laughs> for sure. All right. The next game: Arizona at Tennessee. Tennessee Titans are favored by three points. The over/under point total is one of the highest in the in, um, in the league this week. Fifty-three and a half. Any initial thoughts here with the Cardinals and Titans? Um, for me, my initial thought is just I, I like the Titans in this one. I, I I felt like the line would have been even higher. Um, in terms of in their favor, just one of the better teams in terms of year-over-year consistency over the past couple of seasons with Ryan Tannehill at the helm. And uh, I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. He doesn't seem like a winning coach to me. He hasn't had that on his resume in college, and he's yet to prove that in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm really excited about Tennessee's season this year. And I think the big question mark is the impact of the loss of Arthur Smith heading to Atlanta. I think that it might take some time for the offense to regain some of the steam that Arthur Smith was able to implement. But I do like them in this week one matchup. I don't like the Cardinals defense. I think the Titans should feast as an offense in general. We'll see that probably in our DFS lineups. I um, just hint, hint, have at least a a Titan or two in my lineup for DFS. Um, this game, I like I like t- Tennessee as well. Arizona, I'm just pretty op- pessimistic about their chances this year. I think the fact that they don't want to run Ty- uh, Kyler Murray that much as a, as a rusher, I think kind of tends towards their, you know, good for Kyler's health, bad for their team's success. Yeah, I agree. The over-under point total being this high too is also, I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of value in unders here early on. This seemed, this one seems pretty pretty good lock for the under for me. The total has gone under in Arizona's five and lost Arizona's five games on the road. Arizona, um, in terms of against the spread, they're five and one in their last six games in playing Tennessee. So that bodes well for the Car- Cardinals if you want to go that way with them. I'm tending the other, I'm leaning the other way though. Just it's a new season. I think Arizona's in store for a tough year in terms of you know talent and, and schedule for them. The total has gone over in seven of Tennessee's last nine games. Total has gone over in 11 of Tennessee's last 15 games at home. That bodes well for that. But, you know, the over-under win total, the over-under being 53.5, that's pretty high. Yeah, and, and both of these teams like to run the ball. You know, Kyler Murray, uh, one of the better running quarterbacks, and then obviously Derrick Henry, one of the best NFL running backs. And so that's just going to bleed the clock and make it difficult to put up a ton of points uh, within that time period. Uh, and additionally, you know, the, the Cardinals don't exactly have an explosive passing offense, too. So if they get down, it's going to be tough for them to come back and to really push up that over total. Agreed. All right. The next game, Philadelphia at Atlanta. The Falcons are favored by three points, taking on the Eagles in their first week, uh, week one matchup. The over-under point total being 48 and a half. What are your thoughts here with the Eagles and Falcons matchup? Uh, I lean the Falcons in this one, uh, adding 
uh, Kyle Pitts and getting a little bit healthier for this team. Mike Davis is a solid running back, and they've made some improvements on the defense. I think it's a very strong defense. Uh, you know, their metric last year were still decent on that side of the ball. And I feel like they just got really unlucky. Um, on the other hand, the the Eagles feel like they're maybe a year or two away from putting it totally together. The question is, do you believe in Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback there? And uh, he's yet to prove that he's a winning quarterback. I believe he was one in three in his starts last year. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, what I think is a, is a positive trend that the Falcons showed at the end of last season. And I think that continues into this year. Yeah, I feel you there. And part of me wants to pick the the yeah, the Eagles here. I just I feel like this just feels like a weird week one matchup where both these two teams I think are kind of on that bubble of the playoff hunt. A pair of birds. And yeah, two two birds. You know, I think there's like some weird stats about birds facing birds. And uh, you know, I, I just I'm pretty optimistic about the Falcons being a frisky team this year. And so uh, I think I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Falcons as well. And my initial thought here was to go with the Eagles, but you're right. I just, I think that the offense for the Falcons is going to be pretty explosive this year. I love the addition of Kyle Pitts. I think uh, Russell Gage in the wide receiver two spots underrated, and Calvin Ridley is just going to be a phenom for them this year. And I really like Arthur Smith coming from Tennessee. I think that uh, he's going to be able to revitalize that, that Atlanta Falcons rushing attack a little bit, considering he was so effective with Tennessee in that uh, as an offensive quarter position using Derrick Henry so effectively over the last few years. Well, Ben, I got some bad news. We've agreed on every pick so far, so something's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was one that was tricky for me. I really, uh, my initial thoughts in a lot of my picks I was doing, I was picking the Eagles, but, you know, the Falcons are just a frisky team, I think. Some notes about the over-under for this one. A lot of the trends kind of point towards the under. Uh, the total has gone under in five of Philadelphia's last five games when playing Atlanta. The total has gone under in seven of Philadelphia's last eight games when playing on the road against Atlanta. The total has gone under in five of, of Atlanta's last five games when playing Philly. The total has gone under in seven of Atlanta's last seven, seven, uh, seven of the last eight games when playing at home against Philadelphia. That's the same trend I just told you on the other one. But um, a lot of the stuff pointing towards under 48 and a half. It's a, uh, it's a pretty high point total. If you had to pick one, I, I actually I'd probably probably go with the under forty eight and a half rather than picking Atlanta minus three. I like the I like the point total pick there rather than the the team pick because I think both those teams are pretty similarly uh, ranked in terms of uh, talent. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think the under makes sense on that one too. All right, next matchup: Chargers against the Washington Football Team. Point the point spread here is the the Washington Football Team is favored by a point and a half at home. 45 and a half over under win to, uh, point total here for these this matchup. Any thoughts with the Chargers going across the country to face the Washington football team? Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Chargers, and that might surprise some people, but based on their metrics, not their win and loss total, but just their underlying metrics, they were a top 10 team in offense and defense last year based on my own statistical analysis and, and what I value for uh, what I think is important in terms of winning football games. And I really like Justin Herbert to make a year two leap. I think that in a quarterback-driven league, Ryan Fitzpatrick is can, can be very erratic and all over the place. Um, and so I'm going to go with the Chargers. They they got rid of Anthony Lynn, and I think they they stopped losing in historic fashions at the end of games and figuring a way to blow it. And I think they win this one. 
I feel you there. I'm pretty optimistic about the Chargers' outlook on the season. This week one matchup, I think, is tough. They're going across the country. I know it's week one. You'd rather do that in early in the season than later. But, you know, typically the West Coast teams, just in general, uh, don't play as well on the East Coast. And I, I, in this first week matchup, you know, I think these two teams are pretty are ranked pretty similarly in, our, in my power rankings. I'm going with my power rankings. I have Washington a little bit ahead of the Chargers. I'm taking Washington minus one and a half at home against LA. The char- the the Washington football team are four and one straight up in their last five games when playing the Chargers at home. The matchup between these team two teams tends to tend to lean towards Washington. I'm riding that Fitzmagic train all the way to a Week One victory against the LA Chargers. Give it to me. One thing to um, one thing to watch out for is Austin Eckler's health, and that could very much change the outcome of this game if he's not in there for the Chargers. In the way I view this game, uh, the outcome is hundred percent. All right, next matchup: the New York Jets. Oh, sorry, I, I'm reading this wrong. San Francisco 49ers. Already did, we already did the Jets. San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions. The Niners are favored by eight and a half points. 45 and a half point win total. Where are you going with this one, Connor? That's a big spread, but Detroit, I think, could be historically bad this year. Uh, I think San Francisco. I Yeah. You know, they were extremely unhealthy last year, and that explains the jump in expected win total for this team on the season. You know, they're not too far removed from a Super Bowl themselves. I think they're one of the best coach teams and also one of the most talented when fully healthy. So uh, it's a big spread, but I'm going to take San Francisco. I think Detroit wants to lose. I I think they want to lose badly this year. I can't pick Detroit in a single game this year, I don't think. So I'm going to go with Do the they play the Texans? Well. That might be the only time. You're right. That'd be the poop vector of poop vectors. <laughs> All right. I'm going with the 49ers as well, despite the eight and a half point spread. It's a big one in for, in week one. Uh, but like you said, Detroit's historically bad this year. Just talent across the roster is just completely lacking. I have no trust in Jared Goff as, as quarterback. There's a lot to be pessimistic about Detroit this year. Um, for me, this screams teaser. This is one of my best bets of the week. Um, using San Francisco in, in a teaser to tease that back through through the seven point mark, through the three point mark, down to two, and uh, I'm doing a five and a half point teaser, combining them with the um, the the, uh, the Bills against the Steelers. I like both those combined. And you could even throw another team, the Rams. We'll talk about them. That could be that could be a three team teaser if you want to. Tease the Rams down from seven and a half in their game against Chicago. We'll talk about them in a bit. Yeah, I like I like that game. This game um, most notably as as a tease it and then throw it in a parlay as well. If you're worried about the spread being so large, because I think we're both fairly confident in the San Francisco winning this game, but you know you get a little bit hesitant when you start to see a line push about the garbage push down. up to double digits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. San Francisco, some notes here. And then the betting trends, they're 10 and 1 straight up in their last 11 games when playing Detroit. The Niners are five, uh, 12 and 5 straight up in their last seven, 17 games on the road. The total has gone over in 12 of Detroit's last 15 games at home. And the total has gone over in 7 of Detroit's last 10 games overall, dating back to last season. All right, next matchup here Seattle at Indianapolis. The Colts are underdogs, three three point underdogs. Seattle minus three is the spread. 48 and a half point total here, combined point total between the two teams. We're going with this matchup, Connor. This one's a really tough one for me. We kind of had a tale of two seasons last year from Seattle where they look like Super Bowl contenders and 
it looked like Russell Wilson was going to be an MVP to start up the year. And then they completely changed uh, what their MO was in the second half of the season. Meanwhile, the Colts, I think, are, are a very steady and strong team that rely on the run game with a, with a fantastic defense. So I'm going to take what I think is the more sure thing in the Colts because I think they're still going to continue to do what they do. The biggest wild card, obviously, being Carson Wentz's health and his performance. But I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to take the underdog. Yeah, I feel you there. I think the Colts are a frisky team, frisky team this year. I'm just expecting a slow start out of them. I'm taking Seattle minus three. Uh, Seattle is a great early season team. I think we, they come out and Russell Wilson is he you know he's going to shake off that that off season drama he that was surrounding his uh, his story. And uh, the Colts had all this preseason stuff going on. They had Quentin Nelson injured with the same foot injury that Carson Wentz had. Wentz is going to play, but, you know, how healthy is he going to be? The the initial thoughts on the injury he suffered was going to be, you know, like a week four or week five comeback. And now he's back for week one. You have to wonder if that expedited comeback, um, that expedited return, if that has to do anything with, you know, how poor he played last year and the pessimism surrounding his outlook uh, coming off that horrendous season he had last year, as well as, you know, the Colts, you know, the, if, he, if if Wentz plays 75% of his games, you know, the uh, the Eagles get their Colts draft pick. So that kind of is something to keep in the back of your mind. Um, I know that's not necessarily anything the Colts are going to be thinking about, but it's something the Eagles fans are going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah. On their, uh, on their and one mind. thing to make note of, too, is that, you know, Carson Wentz also got covid after having a foot injury, so it delayed his return to the team. So that could lead to some issues getting off to a solid start if he hasn't had that much experience playing with this roster. Um, so yeah, that's a fair point. It's probably a game that's to stay away from me. Yeah, I wish this point total forty eight and a half was a little bit lower. Um, that's probably one of the higher ones of the week. And, and I'm, I'm, if I had to pick on that, I'm kind of leaning on the over, but it's not a lock for me because of the fact that forty eight and a half is right around. In last year we saw the the combined point total was like a 49.7 or I think it was like 48.9 which was the highest mark in history and you look at my best bet article I, I mapped out kind of what that looked like in terms of the historical um, indications or where that fit in the history of the NFL but that was the highest combined point total ever um, and I think that's going to lead to some higher point totals here in week one which makes the over tough to pick here because you know the over has gone has gone has hit in five of Seattle's last six games when playing the Colts, and the over has gone uh, has has hit in five of the Colts' last six games um, at home against Seattle. So the uh, the matchup here kind of screams over, but forty eight and a half is a tough tough mark, especially with the Colts when all their off, uh, offensive questions. All right, let's go on to the next one: Minnesota at Cincinnati. The Bengals are at home in week one. The the Vikings are favored by three. The home dog, Bengals. Leading with Joe Burrow in week one, coming back from that ACL injury. The over-under point total is 47.5. What are your thoughts here with the uh, the Bengals and the Vikings? I mean, this this one, this line I love absolutely for the Vikings. It's one we were texting about earlier and you called out. I think the Vikings are a vastly improved team on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, the Bengals didn't really address their biggest issues in the draft. They still have a horrendous offensive line and uh, by all accounts it doesn't sound like Jamar Chase is going to be an early impact player and so I'm going to lean heavily on the Vikings here and definitely put some personal dough on that one 
Yep, I have some personal dough on this as well. My best bet of the week is the Minnesota Vikings minus three against the Cincinnati Bengals. I love this one. I think we're going to see a slow start out of the Bengals, both because Joe Burrow is not even a year. He's he's just over nine months removed from that ACL, MCL repair surgery. That's usually an injury that takes over a year to get back to 100%. Um, I know he's not typically, you know, someone that uses his legs too much. He's more of a pocket passer, but that's that's something we've seen in the NFL that you know you got to get your comfort back. If you don't trust your legs, you cut your and you're moving your feet and you're falling back on that back foot in the pocket. That leads to some, you know, some dink of throws. And I think we should see some of that early on. I would not be surprised to see a slow start out of Burrow. You know, they're they're. Fifth overall draft pick, Jamar Chase. Didn't even play in college last year. We should definitely see a slow start out of him as well. He's going to take some time to get his feet wet in this uh, in this league. And he didn't have a good preseason. That was definitely a poor indication of his outlook early on. And Mike Zimmer, is this is the biggest different... Uh, this is the biggest coaching matchup discrepancy in in week one. Mike Zimmer is an excellent head coach. The Vikings are first against the spread... Uh, spread covers since Mike Zimmer took over in 2014. That's over Belichick. That's over Andy Reid. That's over all the other coaches in the NFL. Since Mike Zimmer took over, the Vikings are number one in covers in gambling circles. I love the minus three here in week one. I think Cincinnati is getting too much credit for um, you know the comeback of Joe Burrow. I think we're gonna it's gonna take some time to get back um, into things for him. All right, Connor, let's go to the next matchup. The Miami Dolphins taking on the New England Patriots. We're in, is it? Yeah, it's in New England. So New England minus three, 43 and a half is the over-under point total. My lock here is the under. I love the under with New England and Miami. But what are your thoughts here with the uh, the actual spread of minus three for the Patriots and the Dolphins? Uh, I lean uh, Miami on this one. You know, coming into Foxborough is always tough, which is why I'm a little bit more hesitant and... Uh, probably why I'm not going to put personal dough on it, but I do think the Miami, um, you know, it, it's just a more set team and that New England has had a lot of shifting and then, you know, first game for a rookie quarterback. So generally I don't like to put personal dough on the first game of a rookie quarterback. I'm going to take Miami in this one. Yeah. I, I, I For how much I want to root for New England, I have I'll have a personal investment in them this game, but I'm going to stay away from putting any money on their minus three uh, line here at home in the first matchup. Like you said, first game for a rookie quarterback, and the history shows I have stats up, like I said, in my Best Bets article, when a rookie quarterback in their week one matchup faces an above-average defense, which, which Miami projects to be this year, they typically struggle a bit, and the under hits more often than not. So I, instead of picking the point total, I'm locking in the under 43.5. That's one of the lower point totals on the week. But I'm not confident in Tua. We talked about in the AFC East podcast. I'm not confident in him. Mac Jones is probably going to have a below-average QBR rating in his first week one matchup. It's a tough, tough defense to face in your first NFL game coming out the gates. I think we're going to see some slow offense in this one. I like under 43 and a half. I'm taking Miami plus three if I had to choose on that point spread. But, you know, I'm taking New England over on the nine and a half win total under from Miami. So I think that as he's, as the season progresses, we'll see these teams trend in different directions if I had to get Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And kind of I saw it similarly that it's going to take some time for Mac Jones to fully grasp this Bill Belichick offense, which is typically very complicated. And starting off week one against the tough defenses is, is, is a rough way to go. Definitely. All right, next matchup, the marquee matchup of the week. This is an exciting game. Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs. 
in Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The Chiefs are favored by five and a half points. This line has been moving in Cleveland's direction. The Chiefs, I think, were like seven-point favorites Ooh. to start, you know, the, to open up the spread. And it, people have been betting Cleveland on this one. What are your thoughts here with the Chiefs and Browns? Over-under win total, by the way, 54 and a half, way up there. Highs of the well, I mean, I love that it's been moving in Cleveland's favor just because it makes my pick of the Chiefs even easier. They're my number one team and my favorite to win the Super Bowl. I think they have the most talented roster, and they, they address the holes on this team very well, uh, you know, bolstering that offensive line. So I do think that the Chiefs win by a touchdown. I like it. I think the Chiefs are one of the best teams, if not the best teams in the NFL. But I'm taking the Cleveland Browns, plus five and a half. I love the Browns this season. I think they're a Super Bowl dark horse. I think Baker's not getting enough credit for what he improved upon last year. Kevin Stefanski gets a full offseason to work in real practices, not virtual practices with Baker. He gets another year uh, under his belt to prepare this team. Odell Beckham Jr. is back. I know he's questionable to play this game, but... The outlook on the season is very optimistic for the Browns. I think they come out this game, when they faced the Chiefs in the playoffs last year, they threw the ball, I think, on 80% of first half first downs. That was not the the uh, the strategy you want to take against Kansas City when you have two of the most elite rushing attack running backs in the NFL in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I love the outlook on both of those players in fantasy this week. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns plus 5.5. I like this matchup for them. Cleveland also, by the way, 4-1 against the spread in their last five games when playing the Chiefs. 4-1 against the spread in the last five games on the road against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, however, are 15-2 straight up in their last 17 home games and 22-3 straight up in their last 25 games alone. So the Chiefs are an excellent team, but I think Cleveland's approaching their, their talent level. They made a lot of great moves in the offseason. No team improved more on the defensive side of the football this year than the Cleveland Browns. I'm taking the Browns. All right, Connor, next matchup, Denver Broncos against your New York Giants. In the, the in MetLife Stadium in New York, the Giants are underdogs, home dogs, plus three. The Broncos are favored by uh, three points in this matchup. The over-under point total, lowest of the week, 41 and a half. What are your thoughts here for your Giants in week one? It's a tough matchup, and you know the Broncos are a team I like this year. Uh, but I think I'm not going to put any personal dough on this one because, you know, I, I – I hate betting on my own team. I feel like it just jinxes it. <laughs> but week one, if I have to make a pick, I'm going to go with the Giants just because I haven't had this much hope for this team in years. And so I'm not going to be pessimistic week one. Probably week two through week 17 or 18, I'm going to take whatever the other team is every single game. But just week one, come on. You know, it's week one of the season. I'm I'm bright-eyed mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I, have to, I have to be optimistic. You can't go on th- with pessimism. I yeah. have to. I feel you, buddy. I, I hate to say it, though. Broncos minus three is one of my best bets. In the, world. Oh, I, I, the line has been steadily dropping. People have been betting Denver heavily. This line was Denver minus one when it opened up. They're now down bet down to minus three. Broncos have way more talent across the roster than the Giants. They're, besides the quarterback position, which is they're still more talented than I would take Bridgewater straight up for uh, Daniel Jones just in a vacuum on the season. But the Giants, I think, also could get off to a slow start considering their two most explosive offensive weapons, Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay. They're not expected to be 100% in this week one matchup. They both were shaking off preseason injuries. I think Galladay is a full go, but Saquon might be rumored to be on a pitch count. Daniel Jones, you know, has a big season ahead of him. Probably his last opportunity to prove himself as New York's franchise quarterback. You know, but smart handicappers, when you're betting, you bet on things you've seen, not on things you guess. 
and I, I just I before I'm optimistic about Daniel Jones, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on what I've seen out of him, and it's not a lot of great not, not a lot of great things out of Daniel Jones. I want to see before I believe it. For the Broncos last year, they ranked dead last in turnover differential. That's gonna be a completely different story with Teddy Bridgewater now quarterbacking the, the team. He's a much less risky quarterback than Drew Locke. He's going to be more, much more safe with the football, going to have a much higher completion percentage. I think it's going to bode well for moving the change for the Broncos. I, I expect him to be one of the teams that completes some of the most first downs in the NFL this year. Also, you know, Noah Fant, Von Miller, Cortland Sutton, Bradley Chubb, all, you know, we're shaking off some minor injuries in the, over the last couple of weeks, all expected to start in this one. Um, Denver, you know, 4-1 and one against the spread over the last five matchups between these two teams. I like the Broncos minus three going into MetLife. Yeah, I'm guessing on the Giants, to be clear. And that's why I'm not putting money on it. No, but it's completely valid to be an emotional fan or emotional about the Giants' optimism this week one matchup. It's it's 9-11 today as we record this. It's going to be in New York. First matchup that any New York fan has seen in over a year for the Giants. It's it's MetLife field, you know, home field advantage. That's, you know, all things that bode well for the Giants. I just think... The facts show that the Broncos are the better team coming in this matchup, and they're just a safer bet. So I'm I'm going with the Broncos. You got to risk it to get the biscuit, baby. <laughs> risk it to get the biscuit. All right, next matchup: Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints. Packers favored by three and a half points heading into New Orleans. Sorry, this is not in New Orleans. The Hurricane Ida devastated New Orleans. You know. Thoughts, thoughts with the New Orleans community, but this game is actually being played in Jacksonville. So no home mat, no home game for New Orleans in this one, but they are underdogs by three and a half points. The over-under point total is 49 and a half. Where are you leaning with this one, Connor? Uh, I'm leaning on the Packers in new quarterback with Jameis first game. He's all over the place. Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP season. And then, you know, you have no Michael Thomas. There's a uh, Emmanuel Sanders left this team, uh, so what 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 are the pass catchers going to look like? And they also cut Latavius Murray, who was coming off his best season in terms of a yards per carry. So with the amount of change, you know, and you were talking about betting on what you know. Oh, I know Aaron Rodgers, and I know Devontae Adams, and I know Aaron Jones, and so I'm going to go with the Packers. Hundred percent with you there. The only the only X factor is Jameis. Jameis, you know, could be High a big boomer bus guy this yeah. year. High upside, pretty low low floor. Uh, but I just love this Packers offense. You know, New Orleans does have a pretty good defense in their own right. But I'm just, uh, I, like I said, I'm going to bet with what I know. I know Aaron Rodgers in this offense is going to be a great one this season. Um, three, and you know, this uh, this point total has been dropping for them. They were initially opening up at Green Bay minus four. It's now down to three and a half. Means some money's been put in on New Orleans, but um, it's just kind of a risk too risky of a play for me. I'm gonna play it safe here and take Green Bay. I, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from betting anything on Jameis. And, and really, instead of betting on New Orleans, if you're optimistic about them, I would probably bet the over because if New Orleans um, plays well, if New Orleans is gonna cover the spread, they also I got to score some points because Green Bay is probably going to score considering how efficient that offense is. Uh, and if you're looking to bet on anything in terms of the Saints, I would just bet every over on every single Alvin Kamara prop bet. He's going to get so much volume in this first game when we're talking about no Michael Thomas and no Latavius Murray. That means he's just going to eat, eat, eat. Good point. All right, we're running on 35 minutes. Last two games. Let's finish strong. Chicago at L.A. 
The Rams are favored by seven and a half points at home. Forty-six and a half is the over/under win total. Where are you going with this? I'm one? going. Chicago I'm going to take LA. I think they're one of our top five teams this year in a sneaky Super Bowl bet. And you know they're running Andy Dalton out there, and that that's what makes it even an easier pick. Even though this line is seven and a half, I'd have a little bit more of a hesitation if it was Justin Fields. I think he has a higher upside, but this one's pretty easy for me to go with the Rams. I'd probably like to tease it down and throw it in a parlay. I agree with you there. I'm 100% on the Rams here. I would love the teaser, but look, I love Matt Stafford. and I'm a big fan of this offense now for, for, the, for the Rams this year. I'm highly optimistic about their chances. They're even a Super Bowl potential team this year. Chicago with Andy Dalton. You know, we saw Andy Dalton, what he did last year. And you, we, we are, we're, look, we're, we're already, we already saw week one for Dallas. And Dallas had all the same weapons that Dalton had. But with Dak Prescott under center, we saw how excellent that offense They were was. beating the Super Bowl champs with a minute left in that game. Yeah. They had the same offensive coordinator, same receivers, same running backs, same offensive line almost. Well, I don't think it was the same offensive line. But, Similar. You know, a lot of the same factors. In, in equivalently and, and talented offensive how line, ex- at least. Yeah. And, and Dak Prescott was one of the league's best quarterbacks in that first game. Andy Dalton was one of the league's worst quarterbacks when he was there. I, I'm not a Dalton guy. All right, next matchup, the Monday night game, Baltimore at Las Vegas. Baltimore has been just devastated in the preseason, indicating this just might be a season from hell from them. But the point spread is Baltimore minus four and a half going into this Monday night matchup. The over-under point total is 50 and a half. I got to tell you, I'm leaning Las Vegas minus four and a, I mean, plus four and a half here. And even a little bit, I sprinkled a little bit personal dough on the money line, just considering all the negative momentum Baltimore has gotten before this, even this week one matchup. Yeah, and, and the, this is really tough for me because I just don't like Las Vegas this year as a team. But you're right, absolutely, that Baltimore is uh, is just coming off of like three running back injuries. No Marcus Peters. What's Bateman going to look like coming off an injury? There's been just so they've been so disheveled because of you know Lamar getting COVID too. There's just so much that's going on with this Baltimore team that you know maybe Las Vegas is the way to go. I, I lean Las Vegas just because of that. But I'm definitely staying away. I'm definitely staying away. I'm not putting any actual money on this one. I think there's some value here for Vegas. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not uh, strangers to a, a good early season, a good a good first few weeks. They've already shown that under Gruden that, you know, they're, they're pretty good early season team. They're a pretty good early season team. Um, but just the fact that Baltimore has just had so many devastating injuries before the, the season even started just feels like such a gut punch before they even take one snap at the football. So I'm really, I really want to see Baltimore and uh, see like if they're able going to be able to overcome this stuff. But I think there's some value here for the Raiders. And um, when in football, when everybody seems to be betting against you with a team like Las Vegas, they, they're the kind of team that has the ability to maybe overcome some of the, um, some of the doubt that people have on them, team that could maybe prove prove people wrong. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not optimistic about them this year, like you said, but it's it's uh, it's very with it, it's very well within the cards here that Vegas might be able to upset Baltimore in this first week. All right, that's going to do it here for the picks against the spread. We're at the, we're almost at the 40 minute mark, Connor. So let's dive into some DFS before we wrap it up here on the podcast. Can you read us off your DFS lineup for the week? Yeah. So at the quarterback position, I have Ryan Tannehill. 
Love that matchup against Arizona. Running back one, I already talked about him as a highlight, Alvin Kamara. I think just the amount of volume and touches he's going to see, he's going to an absolute PPR monster, which DraftKings is scoring. Uh, running back two, Antonio Gibson. I love him as a top five upside running back on the year. So week one, I think they use him heavily. Uh, fantastic end to last year. I'm stacking A.J. Brown with Ryan Tannehill. I think a lot of people are going to be off of A.J. Brown because of the Julio Jones signing. And so I think he's going to be a sneaky, low percentage ownership play. So maybe even in tournaments too, I think a lot of people are going to be off A.J. Brown. It's a good chance to get him at low ownership. Uh, then I have T Higgins, who's only $4,700. So I think that's just an insane value. Uh, and then finally, I'm rounding out my wide receivers with Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's going to be the wide receiver one for this Indianapolis team going against a bad Seattle pass defense. Uh, and then we have Kyle Pitts at the tight end position, you know, a top five tight end talent for only $4,400 because it's the first game. I suspect that's going to be the lowest amount you can spend for Kyle Pitts all season long. Uh, in the flex, I have Raheem Mostert, still the RB1 in San Francisco in a cake matchup against Detroit. And I'm finishing it off with the Dolphins going against Mac Jones in his first game. I like it. I like it. All right. My lineup, Ryan Tannehill as well. I think that value is just too good to be true. 6,500 for him. I'm going with Chris Carson as in one of my RB spots, as well as James Robinson. I really like the opportunity for James Robinson in this first matchup against Houston. Houston's defense is horrendous. For Chris Carson, I think that with the new offensive coordinator, it, we're looking at another um, preference that they're going to veer towards the run. Pete Carroll, we talked about this in the NFC West preview that Pete Carroll with a new offensive coordinator implements the style of offense that he wants when he brings in a new coach. That's kind of, I feel like, part of the uh, the qualifiers when you bring in offensive coordinator for Seattle. Are you going to run Pete Carroll's offense? And Pete Carroll loves to run the ball, protect Russell Wilson. Chris Carson, I think, is due for a big season. I like that matchup for in week one against the Colts. At the wide receiver spot, I'm going with Tyreek Hill. I, I had a, had to get a piece of this Cleveland Chiefs game. The point total is just way too high. We're going to see a lot of offense in this game. And I like Tyreek Hill against the, the Cleveland Browns at 8,200. I was That was the wide receiver one I was willing to pay up for. At the wide receiver two spot, I'm going with Brandon Ayuk, 5,700, uh, facing Detroit. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a, a defensive uh, defensive secondary like Swiss cheese is going to be Detroit. So I like I like Ayuk in week one, especially with Jimmy G throwing him the ball, um, someone that is not unfamiliar with the pocket passing presence that Ayuk's going to need to get put up big numbers in this offense for San Francisco. And then give me some Roby Anderson, the wide receiver, wide receiver three spot, 5,700 against Carolina. The only wide receiver in this Carolina offense that has actually worked with the new quarterback, Sam Darnold, had a good season with Darnold uh, back in 2019 with the Jets. Darnold uh, was was a good quarterback for Roby Anderson, someone who I think is going to be poised for a good value at the wide receiver position in Carolina. And then give me some Kyle Pitts as well for this for all the same reasons that you said. I love that note about him possibly being the cheapest he's going to be all season this week one against Philadelphia that is known for being a defense vulnerable to the tight end position. In the flex spot, give me T. Higgins. And did you pick I T. Higgins? I did. Well? Just the, I couldn't pass up on the value at 4,700. 
Totally, totally. He's possibly the wide receiver one in this offense. Um, I really love his outlook on the year. I have him in one of my fantasy teams personally as well. I like him, uh, especially because Burrow just throws the ball so much. Quick note there, he's uh, he's I, cheaper than Traquan Smith. He's cheaper than Curtis Samuel, who's not even playing. He's cheaper than Sterling Shepard, Miko Hardman. I mean, these are names that, that he should not that's, be that's below. So, so DraftKings has him horribly mispriced. I think he's an amazing value this week. That's insane. Yes. I, I like me some T Higgins this week, especially also because Cincinnati is probably going to be playing from behind in this one. Like I said, Minnesota is one of the best bets of the week. I think Cincinnati will be having, having to throw the ball to keep up with them on the offensive side. And the defense by went with the Jets facing Carolina. How did you find like a good value or a cheap defense here? I like the Jets, what they did on their front seven on the defensive side. Their secondary is going to be vulnerable, but with Carolina having Sam Donald as a new quarterback, I think it's might it, we might be able to, we might see some uh, some slow development for that Carolina offense, especially in Week One. New quarterback, new system. Uh, Donald didn't play in in Lombardi's offense in the preseason, so. Um, Give me some Jets defense this week. I think that could be a decent value for them just to be able to fit in some more valuable players in my other spots. I like it, man. I like it. All right, buddy. That's going to do it here for our episode 80 of our, you know, week one picks against the spread or DFS. We This was a blast, buddy, and we've been doing it. We did a great job on it last year. Like I said, we're hoping to keep it going again this year, kind of keep the ball rolling. Help out our listeners to, uh, you know, win some dough. That's the most important thing. Who's who's winning that personal dough, baby? <laughs> All right, buddy. Connor, any last words before we wrap it up? Uh, I can't wait to get some sleep and then eat a ton of food in the morning, load up, maybe crack a co- open a few beers and watch these first slate of games on Sunday, dude. I'm so excited for the season. Agreed. I can't agree with you more. We're looking forward to this week one slate of games. Some really exciting matchups and, you know, just a lot of player movement that happened throughout the offseason. We, we have a lot of new rookies, a lot of players on new teams, things I want to see. And this week one slate of games, I'm really excited for. Yeah, give, give us some more data. We need some data to figure out what's going on with all this movement. For sure. All right. Don't forget to look on our website, allthingsanalysis.com. We have a lot of great content on there. AFC and NFC matchup previews. uh, Sorry, divisional previews. Each one of the teams with some deep dives and players and teams, as well as fantasy football outlooks and uh, over-under win total selections. Also have my week one best bets of the week on on the website as well. We have um, Connor. What else we have on the website? We have the advanced stat glossary that we're putting together. Uh, our NFL yeah. power rankings, power as rankings. well as our uh, player rankings. Not for week one, but we're going to get that going uh, probably starting week two or three. Uh, we have an algorithmic model, but we need some stats for these rookie players. So that's probably going to go up week two or week three for us. Cool. Very cool. All right, Connor. Uh, listeners, please subscribe, rate, and review Vicious Talk with Benny P on all your podcast platforms. We really appreciate the help. Also, feel free to reach out to Connor on the Instagram site, our Instagram uh, account. He loves to help out our listeners. Guys shoot him DMs all the time. He's he's giving you guys a lot of... Women shoot me DMs too, Ben. It's not just guys. (laughs) You're married, man. (laughs) But we want everybody to play fantasy football. My point (laughs) being, it shouldn't be gender specific. You know, we're we're forward thinking over here at ATA very cool all right man that's gonna do it here for episode 80 we're looking forward to week one connor don't forget to ask yourself at the end of the day are you vicious